Welcome back to episode six of the Pod Deep podcast. Uh, this is a quick recap of the uh, Nas and Wu Tang New York State of Mind tour. Uh, recently came. It was an outdoor show. It was a good show. Went with two other people. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm just kind of going to recap the the show to kind of tell you what happened. First up, uh, the, the guys who opened the show, Wu-Tang opened the show. Nas and Wu-Tang on a similar uh, scale when it comes to popularity. Of course, Nas has kept going. He's, he's still making new music. Wu-Tang is also, but Nas is on a bigger scale right now. So um, it makes sense for Wu-Tang to open. So Wu-Tang opens, they do a couple hits, they do a couple um, album album cuts. All That's Nori. I usually have to record these at like 5, 6 in the morning when it's quiet. But uh, wife's at work, babysitting, so you're going to hear some noise in the background. Just ignore it. That's my three-year-old. She just turned three on September 2nd. Um, born on Labor Day. 2019 Labor Day baby Wife went into labor on Labor Day Back to the concert Nori, shh, be quiet I'm potting, be quiet, shh So, uh, Wu-Tang opens the show All the members don't come out The, the, the set was, was pretty basic It was okay this was at an outdoor amphitheater, so it's not a, a stadium show. It's just a, a nice, uh, nice, inexpensive concert at night where you can just sit on the lawn if you have lawn seats, or you can buy seats also. But just a nice summertime outdoor concert. So Wu Tang opens up. Their, uh, their set is pretty, pretty basic screens, uh, big. Um, not giant, but big LCD screens where you can see different graphics, different videos they have playing. Simple set. I think it just was like a riser with some steps where RZA was on top directing um, the members. So maybe five members come out and you're thinking to yourself, okay, where's Ghost? Where's Ray? Where's Meth? And, you know, other guys you don't see on stage because those guys didn't come out at first. But as the concert goes on, they're going through the songs. I have to say there were a few album album cuts that I didn't know that they uh, uh, performed that they probably could have skipped. That's one criticism of the Wu-Tang set. So they come out, uh, Ghost and Ray, they get their own sets. Master Killer gets his own set. Uh, Capadonna shows up. I didn't expect Capadonna to show up. He gets uh, a, like a solo song set. So they're giving each a member their own time uh, to do their solo sets or just basically to showcase them. Everybody sounded great, looked great. Everybody was looking crispy uh, fashion-wise, swag-wise. Uh, ODB Sun did a great job. Um, so Wu-Tang opens, they do maybe six songs. Then I've seen this before where the the other co-headliner, I guess you would call Nas, switches off 
Nas comes out, he does a song with uh, Ray and Ghost, I believe, if I can remember correctly. Does one song with them, like a verse apiece. They may, may have done the whole song. And then the Wu-Tang members exit the stage. Nas gets his, his time, his solo set. Nas is super crispy, comes out in a camo short set, camo uh, fisherman bucket hat. Big N Nas chain with the big N on the medallion, shining, super icy. You can see it throughout the whole amphitheater. He's sounding good. This is my second or third time seeing Nas. I saw him when he was on tour with Mary J. Blige. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nas used to be known for a boring stage show, but he is getting better and better and better with each time I see him, either in person or online. He's just getting better with age. Nas is the GOAT of rap. If not the GOAT, he's in the top three for sure. Yeah, medical marijuana where I am is legal now, not recreational. But you know, a lot of those people who were smoking, that, that's recreational. But used to be at this particular amphitheater or concert venue, used to have to uh, sneak to smoke. But everybody, no, no security guards were bothering people, nobody tripping, which was nice to see. Everybody was just chilled out. This concert really felt like almost like a like a 92,000 family reunion. It's like a rap nerd concert. A lot of people represented with their Wu-Tang shirts. Either they bought merch at the venue. A lot of it looked like they had it and wore it to the venue. So, you know, somebody who does that is a real fan. I couldn't order my Wu-Tang shirt in time, so I just wore, you know, whatever to the show. Not trying to impress anybody. Back to the show. Nas does his thing. Ray and Ghost come out. I believe they do another song with Nas. Nas exits. Wu-Tang comes back out. They do another set. They do another six or seven songs. They do Cream. They do Protect Your Neck. Uh, by this time, we, we know Meth is not there, so no Method Man, which is kind of a bummer. But, you know, Meth is acting, so um, I believe he's on one of the power shows, so he may be filming you know, a TV show or a movie right now. So I understand he can't travel all the time with the guys. But it would have been nice to see Meth. Uh, when the guys come back out for the second set, a few of them had costume changes. Capadonna changed his clothes. Of course, you know, Ray and um, Ghost changed. Those are the, the, the dressy guys, the guys who like to dress into fashion. So, you know, of course, they make a costume change. Master Killer had a nice velour feline suit on. He was looking like a like a G on stage. Bucket hat, nice red and blue feline velour suit. Uh, you guys stood out. He looked like he performed well. He sounded good. His energy was up. But he wasn't really dressed to impress. He just had like a ripped pair of jeans, a white T-shirt on with two uh, different color Allen Iverson sleeves. He kind of stood out. You you know, you guys had the issue with RZA a few years ago. It's probably still being litigated where he ended up suing RZA for some back royalty money, I believe. So that tension is probably still in the air. But uh, and I, I know you guys have seen the Vlad interview. If you haven't, go check out the You Got Vlad interview where he was just like, F it. This is what it is. 
Rizza beats got whack at a certain time. Yeah, I had to sue him. Money wasn't right. I got jerked, blah, 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 blah. Go listen to the Vlad interview. That's a great interview with you, God. It's probably about a year old now. Back to the concert. Wu-Tang is doing their thing. It's getting late. We're starting to get tired. It was a good show. Can't complain. Nas is sounding crispy. Uh, I believe he comes back out. Wu-Tang exits. Nas comes back out. And we think, okay, the show is about to end. And then Busta Rhymes and Spliff Star come out. I didn't know they were going to be at the show. So Busta comes out. And uh, one of the people who went to the show with me says Busta had the best set. Busta had energy for days. His energy was through the roof. Ran through hits, no album cuts, just straight hits. Um, he did Baby, I'm Gonna Give It To You with him and Mariah. Um, what's the song? Hang on a second. Let me see. What's this song? What's the Buster song? I can't think of the name of it. Put your hands where my eyes can see. He did that. He did that, that fast rap song. I can't think of the title right now. It's the fast rap song. Uh, Look at me now. Look at me now. Look at me. You know the song. Look at me now. I'm getting paper. Did that song. Did a couple other songs. He had like a feature set. Maybe did 10 minutes. Maybe 15 tops. But he killed his part of the show. Then Wu-Tang comes back out. If I can recall correctly, Wu-Tang comes back out. And, of course, you, you know the, the concert is over when they do forever. Wu-Tang forever. So they, they run through that. Uh, Inspector Deck does Method's part. I believe that's the only song they did where they covered Method Man's verse. Somebody else rapped his verse. So Inspector did uh, Meth's. First on Forever, Wu-Tang Forever, which was fine. He sounded good. Everybody sounded good. No complaints about the sound. Again, ODB's son killed his set. He's channeling his dad, you know, to a T. Only criticism I have about ODB's son, YDB, is his dad probably still wouldn't be using the same mannerisms and singing style and just behavior that his son uses now. You know, ODB would have been, if he would have lived, RIP ODB would have been older. Of course, he would still be, you know, doing his thing crazy live wire. But I don't think he would, you know, be, gotta get up and pee somebody with his arms swinging. I don't know if he would still be doing that. But, you know, he's channeling ODB for what he was when he was with Wu-Tang in the early days, which which I respect. I respect RZA for including his son because you see a lot of times when people pass, their so-called homies and business partners and group members, from the public perspective, they just kind of forget about their family, the family of the person that passed away. Case in point, always think about Easy and his kids. How Tamika allegedly took over Ruthless and basically cut Easy's kids out of their inheritance and, and the father's legacy. I think about that all the time. And I just think about 
Dr. Dre, you can't spend anybody's money and you can't pocket watch. That's not cool. But when somebody is super on, like a Dr. Dre, and their rap partner easy passes, and you can see there's turmoil. His kids are not really being fed and taken care of, according to his kids, allegedly, like we think or they think they should be. Why not? Do a quick little tour or a yearly tour, like what Bill Bear does uh, for Patrice's Patrice O'Neill's family, something like that. A quick five, ten city tour, where they can easy kids can get paid from the tour, can get a legitimate check, where they have to deal with the taxes. It's not you're handing them cash. Make them production assistants and pay them a, a crazy salary a percentage of the tour to take care of his kids just to show love to Easy because Easy put that money up to start in WA which puts you in a position put Dr. Dre in a position and Ice Cube and everybody else from the group put them in position to be who they are now why not give back make sure Easy's kids are straight of course on the outside looking in we are a celebrity driven culture and we only know what we know based on what we read and see on the internet and on TV. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But every time I see Little Easy, it kind of breaks my heart when he keeps telling this same story about how Ruthless is worth hundreds of millions of dollars and his, his siblings, himself and his siblings, didn't get their fair share. So just stuff like that. Going back to Wu-Tang, it's just good to see RZA come back and take care of ODB's son, put him on tour. And I'm sure that money trickles down to ODB's mom. I'm sure they, um, I heard a couple years ago that they got their half of the publishing, publish, of ODB's publishing back or all of their pubs, publishing back. So it's, it's good to see that they're able to uh, benefit from his work when he was alive. So all you have in this world is your legacy. It's what you leave your family. It's what you build for your family. So when I see stuff like that, it, it sticks out to me. It's really important. So back on topic, back to the topic of the concert. The concert was great. Uh, this particular amphitheater I went to, we just bought the lawn seats. Um, you can get the lawn seats pretty cheap. I paid about 10 bucks per ticket. I could have got the tickets probably five, six bucks if I would have waited a little longer, you know, using the resale sites. I'm a value-driven guy. So something like that, I'm look, I'm waiting to like the last 30 minutes to an hour or so to buy the tickets when people get desperate and, uh, you know, want to just get rid of the tickets. They don't want to, they just want to make something. They're, they're going to lose money on the tickets, but they just want to make something. So this was a, a Tuesday show. I didn't mention that in the beginning. It was a great show for a Tuesday. A lot of times on a, a midweek show, you get the short show. I'm pretty sure this was a short show. Like I said, Method Man wasn't there. Maybe he was there on the weekend for their next show. Or like their, whatever their Friday show was, maybe Method Man flew in and did that show. So a lot of times you get a short change, and I don't live in a big market. You know, the smaller markets kind of get short change also on concerts and productions. But for a Tuesday, it was a great show, $10 show. I can't complain. Um, we were so juiced up off this show. And, you know, coming off COVID, I haven't really been outside much at all. But coming off COVID, 
uh, this is a bonus. Wiz came, Wiz Khalifa and Logic came Friday. So I said, okay, do you guys want to go check out Wiz? I've seen Wiz once or twice. I saw him, I think, by himself. And then when he toured with Snoop Dogg, I saw him. Wiz always puts on a good show. So um, we, we did the same thing. He played the same venue, out the same outdoor amphitheater. So what I did was waited till the last minute, basically waited till doors opened and ended up buying the tickets on a resale site. I think it was um, StubHub, could have been SeatGeek. But, you know, ticket price watching, wait for the tickets to drop. Tickets dropped to like six bucks. So got a couple tickets and went back out and saw Wiz and Logic. Wiz did a good show. Wiz performs like he's happy to be there. Big smile on his face. Um, seemed super appreciative of the fans. This, I didn't know this, but this was the last date on their tour stop. So you know, in a situation like that, they're either going to be tired and just try to hurry up and wrap up the show, or they're going to go all out and give a, a great, amazing show. This particular show was a, was the latter. They gave a, a great show. Like I said, Wiz was smiling the whole time playing with the crowd, throwing um, blunt balloons, the raw blunt balloons out into the crowd. Threw, he took a couple hits of a, a joint and threw it out into the crowd, shaking up champagne, uh, spit it on the fans, uh, squirted more water on the fans, came out with a big, um, what do you call it, like a, a bong gun. Probably had like a half a pound in it, maybe maybe an ounce. It probably had a, probably an ounce in it. Just smoking, uh, like like a you know blowtorch to light. It probably had some kind of like uh, air pump on it because the way that it was blowing out smoke. He had a live band with him, which sounded good. Uh, ran through his hits. We knew he was gonna do songs off that multiverse album, and we were kind of like, oh, we don't want to hear it. But those songs live sounded good, better than what I remember when I scanned the album online. So uh, if you are into Wiz Khalifa, go ahead and give that Multiverse album a, a quick listen. You may find some songs that you like. Again, live, they sounded good. Um, so the second concert, which was on a Friday, was good. This is the last show. Uh, DJ Drama, I forget. DJ Drama opened up the concert. He did a good job, got the crowd hype. Uh, drama definitely earned his money. Uh, he opened. Wiz came out next. Wiz took a break. Drama came back out. Wiz came back out. Finished up his set. Did like two encore songs, probably to vamp to give Logic more time. At this point, I thought Wiz was the headliner because the concert is titled Wiz Khalifa with Logic. You know, not Logic featuring Wiz Khalifa. So I thought Wiz was um, was the headliner. I'm not too familiar with Logic. Uh, I don't know any Logic songs at all. But to my surprise, we thought we had missed Logic because doors opened at 6.30. We got there maybe 7.45. It was raining lightly. So we came a little late, took our time getting there. And we thought Logic had opened up. But Wiz finishes his set. He does two encore songs. He brings uh, Tyron Woodley on stage and his daughter. They Wiz uh, pours water on his head, 
He gives the can of water to his daughter. She pours it on her head. Everybody's having fun. It's a good show. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's smoking, laughing. Um, and then he brings out Logic. Logic comes out, and he does his thing. We only stay for maybe three or four songs of the Logic show. Logic comes out, does his thing. That's when I realized Logic is the biracial or black Slim Shady. He's using that same flow. Only difference is uh, he's more positive. He's like, uh, hey guys, love life, be yourself, I'm biracial. It's like he, he took Slim, to me, he took Slim Shady's, or Eminem, I'm calling him Slim Shady. Eminem, he took Eminem, Marshall Mathers, um, like pale head, drug, demon, funny style rap, and just flipped it. Same style of flow, same style of beat. Similar beat, you know, similar flow, similar beat. You, you can see the influence. And the person I was with said that Eminem was Logic's, am I saying this right? Yeah, Eminem is Logic's favorite MC. So you can see the influence. He even had a song that he did, like the second song, I believe, where he flipped um, Slim Shady into, the, he flipped the beat. And he did the, a part of the verse or chorus in his song. So he integrated the Slim Shady, one of Eminem's songs, into his song. And before he did that, his flow and beat cadence and everything sounded like an Eminem song. So you can see that influence. But it just was weird to hear that Eminem style mixed with that concert talk about, hey, be yourself, be positive. But he's cool. It's, it's okay. Everybody doesn't have to be drill, kill which we need more positive rap anyway. But if I can be honest, it just felt a little disingenuine. So that's my only criticism of Logic. At this point, we saw Wu-Tang Nas bust on Tuesday, and that was Friday. We were tired. We, we jammed with Logic for about four songs, four to five songs. Could have been three to four. And then we were like, okay, come on, let's, let's beat this crowd. It was raining. We were wet. Um... Let's beat this crowd. Let's get out of here. It's, it's, it's late. It's raining. We just want to get back, back to the highway and get home. So we took off. So overall, I can't complain. I enjoyed myself. I paid just for my ticket, $16 total to see two different shows. You know, we rented lawn chairs on the second show, 10 bucks per seat. The first show, somebody bought me a drink. I bought the ticket. Somebody bought me a drink. So, I can't complain. Two good shows. If you happen to have the New York State of Mind tour with Wu-Tang and Nas and probably a special guest, I don't know, coming to your area, you should definitely go see it. Go see it if you are a Wu-Tang fan or if you like Nas, go check out the show. I highly recommend it. When Nas comes back, I'll probably be there to see him again. I have to be honest. With Wu-Tang, if I know up front that Method Man is not coming, I probably don't have to see Wu-Tang live again unless they're coming with four or five other acts and I know they're going to hit their straight uh, banger, al not album cuts, but th their hits. If they're going to do their hits, uh, meaning like if it's four or five other acts on, on the tour, they don't have time to do album cuts. They just have to do their hits and get in and get out. 
But if I know they're not coming with meth or a, a big group of people, I probably would skip seeing them live. There's no disrespect or hate. It's just once you see it once, you, you probably, it's probably enough. But if you haven't seen Wu-Tang or if you're a big fan, you are a big fan, go see it. Of course, go see Nas. Nas is getting better with time. Nas, he could have, um, he has so many albums, so much material that he didn't get to that he could have went into. Nas could have did that concert by itself. And not touch, uh, I'm a big Nas fan, but he could have did the concert by itself and not touched any like deep album cut type songs. Um, Buster did a great job. It was, I've never seen Buster live. It was great to see Buster with Spliff Star. I love their dynamic, their partnership, uh, their brotherhood. Excuse me, and a phone call. Might have to edit that out. Might leave it in. Um, then what else? Let me see. The Wiz show was great. Logic was great. Everything was fine. Everything was peaceful. We got in, got out. No incidents. So this was episode six of the Pod Deep Podcast. I appreciate you listening. This is my longest episode. I'm glad I was able to... I guess get out my story and not just give you guys the typical short podcast episode. Feels like I may be getting better with looking at my computer, count the time up, and just looking around the room, speaking to myself, which is hard. Originally, like I said, this was a, a group podcast, but the group didn't show up for some reason, which leads me to the preview of episode seven, which is called The Prank. Stay tuned. Check out episode seven. I'll lay out what The Prank is, and I think you're going to like it. So again, thanks for listening. Subscribe, like. You can find us on Patreon if you guys want to donate just uh, as a thank you, or just go to Patreon and just give a comment or, or rate and review the podcast for me. That means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Pod Deep, Episode 6. Thank you.